This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good afternoon and welcome to Live on Lunch Break with me, that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. How the hell are you? We talk parenting, pop culture, and politics around these parts. And I know that theme song bothers at least one of my listeners and I don't care. Still don't care, Ollie. Still don't care. Uh, It's the day after Valentine's Day. Actually, before I do that, before I get into the the nitty-gritty. I so badly just want to dive into things. Uh, I want to stop and say uh, you're watching this probably on Cryer Media. Cryer Media, Cryer.co, it's the home of a really cool media outlet here in Canada. So if you're looking for fun blog posts, sports, entertainment, weird shit, check out the podcast over at Cryer Media, Cryer.co. Uh, I blog for them four, five times a week. I'm I'm pretty pretty religious with it. Um, I like writing; it's a fun outlet for me. Um, aside from this, so head over to Cryer Media, Cryer.co. Also, before I get too into the weeds as to what we're going to talk about today, and we are going to talk heavily about Ezra Miller in the Flash, um, as well as uh, some Super Bowl stuff, the uh, Deadpool. Uh, I guess I got to talk John Tory because everyone's talking John Tory. And of course, they're relaunching Barney. So before I get down into all that, uh, I want to give an apology to this young lady here, L.A. Cunningham, uh, at L-A-U-R-C-U-N-N. So Lore Cun, at Lore Cun on Twitter. She's an author of Babies with Rabies, an ABC survival guide. Just a terrific, terrific um, adult kids book, let's call it. And she was supposed to be my guest on Monday. We uh, we got backstage, kind of this area here, and we're having a chat. And we could tell there were some technical difficulties. It was a little glitchy, but not so bad that I couldn't have a conversation with her. Um, and then we went live. <laughs> and... Uh, it just, it was a mess for like five minutes. So, um, I don't know if it was on my end. I don't know if it was on her end. I don't know if the fact that it was just too much for my parents' basement to handle, um, to handle that kind of streaming. But Laura, uh, uh, Lori and I, LA will be connecting again down the road. So I want to send my apologies to her and again, encourage you to go check her out on Twitter. Uh, the author of babies with rabies an ABC survival guide. We're going to connect down the road. So it's the day after Valentine's Day. If you're married or in a relationship, I hope you remembered. I hope, hope you remembered and you didn't sleep on the couch like I did. No, I didn't forget. My wife is eight months pregnant. Uh, Kept it simple this year. Um, Grabbed one of those big blue reusable Walmart bags. 
that they my house is being overrun with and i filled it with some of her favorite snacks put some uh doritos in there put some ruffles and a bottle of caffeine free pop so i'm a great husband what can i say speaking of her being eight months pregnant you know what she decided to do on super bowl sunday nest she decided she would be in a nesting mood on super bowl sunday it was an interesting time now i don't i know she's not a big fan of football so i don't uh i don't i don't i'm not one of those guys who's like leave me alone on sunday i gotta watch football but i enjoy watching football um and i especially like the super bowl but when your wife is eight months pregnant and uh with your third child <laughs> and she says the house is not ready for the baby we're gonna make it ready for the baby today i sprung into action so that's what i did on super bowl sunday i did not watch any of the game i'm glad the chiefs won uh and uh didn't watch any of rihanna because i don't know i've just never been a big rihanna fan was never my thing that's all out of the way that's all of it. Actually, you know what? Let's talk one more thing about parenting. Let's talk one more parenting thing that I want to mention. Because I am reaching a point with my three-year-old um, that I'm not... Um, I'm having conflicting feelings. I'm having uh, some parental guilt. And if you're feeling like this, I want you to let me know in the comments or chat or whatever. So my, th my seven-year-old has never been a cuddler. My cut, my seven-year-old came out of the womb and gave everyone a handshake. He, he's not touchy. He's not feely. He wants to be left alone. Likes his space. My three-year-old has always been a cuddler. He loves to cuddle. Oh, and it's so sweet when you're in the mood for it. Because <laughs> when he's a kid, you're like, oh, it's so nice that he likes to cuddle. Um, as he gets older and bigger and he wants to cuddle with you, you kind of want it to be on your terms. Now, here's... Here's the, here's the rub, as it were. He is almost four years old. He wakes up at least once a night to be re-tucked in and cuddled. And for some reason, he has made me the primary parent in his mind. So every night, usually around one o'clock, sometimes three, whatever the case is, sometimes one and three, I hear, Dada! Dada! Over the monitor. And I go up to him and the blankets usually askew a little bit. And he goes, can you cuddle me? How can you say no to that? So I cuddle him two, three minutes, unless I fall asleep. <laughs> and then I get up and I go back to my bed. And this happens legitimately once a night. And he's almost four. So this has been going on for several years that I haven't slept properly. Um, super exceptions aside, pretty much every night. But now we're heading into baby number three. And I'm starting to wonder, am I going to have the energy to be awake all night with the third one and still want to have to kind of cuddle him in the middle of the night to make him feel better? There is a part of me 
that says, I got to start uh, laying down the law a little bit at night. Okay, bud, pull the blanket up, put yourself back to bed. Or maybe even giving a little incentive. A little treat if you sleep through the night and don't call daddy unless it's an emergency. The guilty part of my brain goes, but he's only going to be this way for another year, two, three, probably at most. I maybe have two years left of a child who wants to cuddle with dad. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> You're torn, right? I need my sleep. But this is a this is a once in a lifetime moment in, in, in his life. And I, I know that window is closing every day. And uh, I'll eventually no longer be dad. I'll probably just be dad in two or three years. Um, so my wife and I have had lots of discussions about when is it time to kind of make that switch. And I've been the one saying I'm kind of enjoying it because, you know, dad's not normally the one who gets the cuddles. Um, so I think I'm going to just kind of deal with it. I might have to change it up when baby number three comes, depending on my uh, strength and will to keep carrying on. But uh that's what I'm dealing with. So if you if you've had that where you've got a cuddler and you're kind of like, I love it, but I, I want some space. <laughs> Need some space. Let me know. I'm curious as to how you handled it. Now I'm done talking about parenting. Now I'm done talking about parenting. We're gonna transition into pop culture. Then we're gonna finish with a little politics. We're gonna hit all three boxes today. So this next one's a bit lengthy, you know, it's because I want to get all the details just so. Um, On the weekend, after a lot of speculation and many delays, they released the trailer, the full-length trailer for The Flash. And if you want to know if a trailer can make people forget about the psychopath... Maybe psychopaths is too strong of a word. The person who is the star of the movie, Ezra Miller, he has got some history and he has got a past. And his last two years have been almost unbelievable. It has delayed the release of The Flash. It has put uh, question marks as to whether or not DC should even release the movie. It has thrown into question Ezra's mental health and whether or not um, they are getting the attention they need. And I use uh, their preferred pronouns, and I will be as careful as I can regarding that matter, but I know that uh, Ezra prefers they, them. So are they getting the help they need? Well, to answer the question that I kind of long-winded asked, which is, can a trailer be so good it makes you forget about the star's troubled past? The answer is yes. <laughs> that that trailer makes me want to see this movie. And I was I was like, I'm done with the DC world. Forget it. This is this is crazy. I, the, the DC universe is a mess. Uh, but this movie looks so good based upon that trailer that I think I have to give it a shot. What I think will happen, though, and we're going to recap all of Ezra's misdeeds in a moment here. What I think will happen is I think The Flash will be one of the most pirated movies of all time. I think the same conflict that I am having about whether or not 
I should give money to support and endorse this film, knowing everything I do about Ezra. Um, I think enough people are going to feel that way that it's going to be heavily pirated. Or the DC, Warner Brothers, I think is uh, the distributor, they will put it out in theaters for two, three, four weeks, hope they can recover as much as they can from the the, uh, the investment, and then pump it to streaming and hope that it gains a little traction through the streaming services. Maybe they can drive some streaming engagement numbers. But I this is a huge gamble, and it's not a coincidence that Ezra has been essentially silent for six months or so, because I'm pretty sure they locked him away and said, you are not allowed to do anything wrong until this movie comes out. Nothing. We don't want to hear from you. Because we've invested like two hundred million or something stupid into this movie, and if it bombs, people are going to get fired. Now, all that being said, all that being said, let's go over Ezra's past to see if it can, if it, if it, see if I can add to the conflict in your mind about whether or not you should see it, and forget about how awesome this trailer looks. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. So... Let's start with April 6th, and I'm going to remove my logo here. April 6th, video surfaces of Miller appearing to choke a woman and throw her to the ground at a bar in Iceland. Miller's representatives later told Vanity Fair that the actor did not choke the woman, but instead had a spontaneous reaction to a group of teens challenging their martial arts skills. April 20th, 2020. While still in Iceland, Miller invites local musicians to spend time with them at a hotel not going to try to pronounce that, while recording music, including a then 18-year-old young woman who later alleges Miller psychologically abused her and became fixated on her breeding capabilities. Doesn't end there. Oh, it keeps going. The first in a series of legal issues in Hawaii, this is March 19, 2022, if you're keeping track at home, Miller is arrested for allegedly obstructing a highway in downtown Hilo and refusing to cooperate with police. March 28th, Miller's arrested again in Hawaii, this time for disorderly conduct at a Honolulu karaoke bar after allegedly yelling obscenities and becoming agitated with patrons who were singing. Miller claims they were accosted by a Nazi and accused the police of a hate crime after they referred to Miller, who is non-binary, as Sir. March 29, 2022, a high-low couple files a restraining order against Miller, alleging they burst into the couple's bedroom threatened to kill them, and stole a wallet and passport. 
the restraining order was dropped several weeks later. But there's more. <laughs> just days before the uh, April 19, 2022, just days after the premiere of their film Fantastic Beats, The Secret Lives of Dumbledore, Miller is arrested for suspicion of second degree assault in I'm so bad with these things, Hawaii, after allegedly throwing a chair that struck a woman in the head, resulting in a half-inch cut. June 2022, the parents of Dakota Iron Eyes, an 18-year-old activist and member of the Sioux Nation tribe who had known Miller since they were 12, obtained a protective order against Miller for psychologically manipulating, physically intimidating, and endangering the safety and welfare of Dakota Iron Eyes. And because Miller spoke of being a messiah, who wanted to lead an indigenous resolution, revolution, Iron Eyes' mother told Vanity Fair. June 10th, 2022, a mother and her 12-year-old daughter are granted a temporary harassment prevention order against Miller, whom they allege showed up to their neighbor's house wearing a bulletproof vest, acted erratically, and harassed the child by touching their hips. One more. Here we go. Last one. In June 2023, or June 23rd, 2022, Rolling Stone reports Miller had been housing a woman and her three young children at their home in Vermont in an allegedly unsafe environment for children, including easy accessible guns and ammunition, heavy marijuana use, and unlicensed marijuana cultivation. The mother says Miller had helped her escape an abusive relationship and describes the environment as safe, but the incident prompts the Vermont Child Services Department to attempt to serve her an emergency care order to remove the children from her care. August 8th, 2022, Miller is charged with felony burglary for allegedly taking bottles of alcohol from a private Vermont residence, though this charge is dropped in January after Miller pleads guilty to trespassing. And finally, the last we've heard from Miller, in a statement on August 15, 2022, Miller apologizes to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior and says they will seek treatment for complex mental health issues. Ooh. Whew. You know, when I was doing the research on this, um, like I knew it was bad, which is why I had the idea to to want to talk about it. I had no idea <laughs> of the extent um, and complex nature of some of these allegations. These are not, uh, he burst in and assaulted me. These are like psychological endangerment. These are claiming he's a messiah. These are... This is someone who needs to be um, looked after and seek that amen, uh, medical attention that he said he was going to. I hope he's gotten it. Excuse me. I hope they have gotten it. I, I hope that they have um, taken care of themselves. And I don't know. Maybe. Maybe all is forgiven. I don't think so. Here's what I know about America. Canada. North America, really. All over the globe. Let's say this is maybe a global phenomenon, but I'm in North America, so it's uh, evident to me. Winning cures all. Winning cures all. It took me 10 minutes to read about his crimes and alleged crimes. And if this movie comes out and is a critic darling, critical darling, and starts breaking box office records, that's winning. Some studio will be lining up to give this person millions of dollars to stay on the straight and narrow and star in their next film. So winning cures all. 
But if this movie flops, if this movie stinks, that 10-minute rap sheet that I just went over is going to be front and center when it comes time to dealing with Ezra Miller in the future. A lot rides on this movie. A lot. A lot rides on this movie. <sighs> okay. That's enough Ezra Miller talk. I really wanted to talk about that because it just astounded me that people were like, I have to see this movie. Myself included. And, and I was like, but I think I think Ezra's kind of a terrible person. Um, so... I guess you get conflicted between the art and the artist. It's something we all have to battle, especially in the era of Me Too and and the fact that, um, you know, people who did things 20, 15 years ago that totally not socially acceptable now was maybe tolerated back then. And then you bring it to light in a different, like sometimes I'd listen to Eminem and I'm like, I don't think I can listen to this song anymore. I'm now, my ear, it, it, it hits differently on my ear. So I think, um, I think Ezra should be praying, should they pray, that The Flash is a massive success. Otherwise, their career is over. Off of Ezra. On to something more fun. Deadpool. We got Deadpool 3 news. Uh, it will officially be rated R. This is just a quick hit. This is a quick hit, a quick update. Because... Uh, look, there was speculation that maybe Marvel slash Disney would want to pull the plug on it being an R-rated film because, uh, I don't know if you guys heard recently, Disney did not perform the way it wanted to. I think some of the, the juice and muster off the Marvel Cinematic Universe is starting to come off, and um, they laid off a, a few thousand people. So there was speculation that maybe they want to hedge their bets and pull back on Deadpool being an R-rated film. So that more people will be able to see it. But Kevin Feig came out this week and kind of said, don't worry. Hugh Jackman's on board. And we can't wait to make this an R-rated film. So Deadpool 3 will be rated R. All the fanboys can stop worrying. They're bringing back Barney. What? I didn't know he went away. I love you. You love me. We're best friends or something like that. Um, so the Barney franchise is getting relaunched from Mattel with a new animated series. Uh, he looks pretty different. Like he looks similar, but he looks different. Uh, Mattel is doing a full overhaul, relaunching Barney the Dinosaur with a new animated preschool TV series set to debut worldwide in 2024, along with a comprehensive revitalization that will span film, YouTube content, and music and a full range of kids' products, including toys, books, clothing, and more. Apparel and accessories for adult fans featuring classic Barney are also part of the mix. All right. I'll be brief on this, I think. I think I'll be brief. I'm never really sure. It's being brought back by Mattel. Mattel owns the Barney franchise. The first sentence says, yeah, we're going to have a new animated show. But then they list off all the products that they're going to sell, including featuring classic Barney are also part of the mix for adult fans. So this is just a, a, a way to sell toys. And I know that's what a lot of these shows are about. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the old man in me. 
that's a sentence to be watched about with the phrasing, but maybe it's the, the curmudgeon in me that says, uh, I don't know. I don't like this. <laughs> it's not that they're ruining my childhood. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they want to reboot it. It's the fact that they're kind of so in your face about, yeah, yeah, there'll be a, an animated show and YouTube or something, but there's gonna be tons of merch. You're going to be able to get this friggin' dinosaur everywhere you look. So, Mattel's bringing back Barney. No, maybe your kids will like it. Every week I seem to talk about some sort of child's entertainment, whether it's Bluey or Barney or whoever the hell it is. They're bringing them back. Barney. Looks good. Looks good for a big purple dinosaur. My two cents, my last two cents on this topic, just watch the Wiggles. The Wiggles are the best. I love the Wiggles. I, I, I can jam, I, you know, I, I, I don't say this likely, but I, I fuck with the Wiggles. The Wiggles are, Wiggles are awesome. I can watch the Wiggles with my kids all day long. Wiggles and Bluey. Those are my two go-to. What are your go-to with your kids? Bluey and the Wiggles. I don't know why I'm suddenly becoming De Niro. I'm doing a little accent here. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Last up. We've covered parenting at the top and right now segued into some pop culture and I got to end with politics today. Um, and I want to talk about uh, John Tory, mayor of Toronto, the city where I am from, uh, resigned kind of abruptly last week, kind of caught us all off guard. Um, so mayor Tory been the, uh, mayor, he's the third term mayor, just one reelection, not really contested at all. Um, for all of his flaws as a leader, he is, let's say, well-liked. Not by everyone, not by everyone. Seems to be pretty well-liked by people. And I think that's just... <sighs> Look, we were coming off of Rob Ford. And if you... Rob Ford was an international joke. The crack-smoking mayor on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, and we were under the, the we're, we're currently under his brother Doug's reign as the premier of this province. So I think people just wanted stability. They wanted the guy who looked like your, their neighbor, well-spoken, well-educated, good resume. He's like the ideal candidate for almost any job that he would apply for. You would instantly be like, yeah, I'd consider John. But I think Toronto wanted something safe and we got something safe. Again, to be debated. There's all of these asterisks associated with these whenever you get into these conversations. But last week, uh, it came out. News started to break around, I want to say around 6 o'clock. Maybe four o'clock, four six o'clock p.m. on Friday, that uh, there was a story breaking that he had had an affair with one of his staffers, and he had called the preference conference for eight thirty at night that same night, and no one was really sure what to expect. You know, a politician getting caught with their staffers tale is old this time, um, but that's what it was. And he got up there and was like, 
I had an inappropriate relationship. I have ruined the trust of my wife of 40 some odd years. And I am fucking resigning and I quit. See ya. <laughs> it was like he just dipped out. It was it was crazy. Uh, I'm going to give uh, James D. Fiore credit on this one. Uh, a bla- uh, blackballed with James D. Fiore and also a member of Cryer Media who kind of said it was like an old school. It's like an old school resignation. Because politicians get caught doing way worse things than sleeping with a staffer. Uh, Bill Clinton made a career of it. And they just they just go about their day. They apologize to their wife. There's a solemn apology. And I you know, apologize to my family and friends and blah, 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 blah. And then they just go about their day. But 30 years ago, 40 years ago, if you got caught in a scandal, the honorable thing to do was to resign. And that's what he did. He just was like, I'm going to go work on my family. Stepped away from it all. Um, so here's my thoughts on it. Do I care that he had an affair? No. between That's between him and his wife. I do care that it was with a staffer. Because there's a, uh, a power dynamic in play there. If he was just sleeping with a peer, a colleague, it is what it is. That's between consenting adults. The fact that it was with a staffer and he had he had power over this person. And the undue influence that can have in those relationships is what makes everything greasy. Um it also doesn't help that this staffer uh, has left and went to another job. And there's tons of speculation about whether or not John helped her secure that job um, to hide the story or to be honorable about it and say, look, I, you know, we shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to get you another job. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. Like, who knows? There's a million things to speculate. But should he resign? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Not sold that he should resign as a result of this. I'm not disappointed that he did. I'm not disappointed that he um, stepped down. And if his relationship in marriage of forty plus years really means a lot to him, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, he is. A successful business person. Uh, his wife is a successful business person. They do not need money. They could have both retired like decades ago. So um, rather than putting himself and her and any offspring he has through this to say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to retire. I'm going to go try to, I'm going to try to recruit what I have left of my marriage and uh, spend the last years of my life being indebted to her. It's not the worst thing for him to do to try and, I don't know, live out the last 30 years of his life. If he lives to be a hundred with that proper peace of mind. And if he doesn't like his wife, 
and he doesn't like his situation at home and he wants to burn it all to the ground and get that divorce maybe he's been secretly yearning for, keep working. Keep working because I'm sure that will do it. So that's the show. That's my thoughts on it all. Uh, I want to thank Cryer Media again for allowing me to have a platform. That nerd dad, everywhere you find me, uh, Twitter, TikTok, but mainly, mainly on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, head over to my YouTube channel, That Nerd Dad. Hit subscribe. I do a short YouTube short, four or five a week. Uh, same with Cryer Media. I'm doing four or five blog posts a day for, or not day. Man, that'd be nuts. I'm doing, excuse me, four or five blog posts a week for them. Um, be well, be safe, take care of each other. And we'll talk uh, next week. Damn. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.